All right, let's shoot. Thanks for joining me on iHeartRadio and the Tech of Sports this week. And uh, we're going to have some laughs. We're going to have some fun, but a serious topic as it's uh, AAPI Heritage Month, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And it's an important month for for Pan-Asian individuals everywhere. And so I thought I'd bring on a comedian and a uh, skateboard instructor to talk about that. And uh, no better person to come on. I've been looking forward to George Wang coming on and George, thanks for coming on, and uh, we're also going to talk about the live uh, tape comedy special, which premiered earlier uh, in May and uh, is streaming all over the place, but but thanks for coming on first. Thank you for having me, man. Great. To... I just hope that... Uh, go on? No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I just said thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, I just hope more, more people stream the special. Yeah, we'll, we'll put all the links in the show notes and uh, kind of, I mean, you look at the lighter side of things. You've been doing comedy for a long time. Uh, what does this Heritage Month mean to you, though, and your family? Um, well, the, the big thing is, for me, um, I've kind of chosen the route that most Asian American parents wouldn't approve of. <laughs> so I, I couldn't date my girlfriend. 20 years ago is all I'm saying. Like, A, skating was not seen as something serious, and B, a class cloud is, you know, the most you get out of that is, you know, detention. So, so you, you, had no, dad, you had no other direction to go other than comedy then? I, I, yeah, I, unfortunately my life has been a comedy, and it just <laughs> fell into comedy because of all the tragedy that's happened in my life that... I had no other way. I didn't know where to go, to be honest. And uh, I felt like comedy found me, and it was a calling. And I just ran with it, and now I'm here. And the reason why that speaks to Asian Americans is that um, we don't have a lot of representation outside of just the norm, which I feel as if it's always, you know, either academic or, you know, the general stereotypes doctor or lawyer, whatever makes mom and dad happy. My dad was more the opposite of that. My dad was an entrepreneur. He came here with no money, no English, and he started as a, as a chef and made his way to a master chef and then opened restaurants in Colorado and was actually one of the first to pioneer Chinese-American cooking and bringing that cuisine to Colorado Springs in the early 80s. Wow. So where he always told me was, I know you're not, he knew I wasn't really into school, but he would say, if you could make money the way you love to skateboard, you're gonna be a really rich man one day. But you need to figure out what it is you love, and you need to figure out how it is you can use those things to make a living. I, 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 I preach I, that. I preach that all the time, George. I'm, uh, my loves are sports and technology, and I've merged those two. And, uh, and I give speeches, and I tell people, find, find what you love and what you're passionate about, and you can make a living at it. And it's sad because I have a lot of friends that, you know, they've got to take on the family business, and they'll hit me up on the side and be like, bro, I really <laughs> wish I could do something like you because I kind of had no choice. And it sucks because, you know, even in our community, some of these people don't have, you know, the freedom to just go for it. 
And I'm just blessed that I was, you know, I had such a rad dad who was just like, go for your dream, you know, no matter what. And I was able to, you know, take his advice and kind of carve my own path. And I never got stuck in those traps of, you know, trying to please people. Yeah. And, uh, again, catch George in comedy invasion. And Asian is part of Invasion 2.0. The live comedy special uh, is running nationwide, including on Peacock. And, uh, George, it's fantastic. And, and uh, a bunch of great up-and-coming uh, Asian and pan-Asian comedians. I mean, 20 years ago, I saw Henry Cho... Um, a, a kind of a southern a Asian who's a southerner here in Atlanta. Um, was he kind of the one of the trendsetters for Asian comics? And and how is this new crop that's coming up? He wasn't, but I heard of him through like my dad's friend. For me, it was more a Margaret Cho. Okay, who was the first ever person that I had seen. Um, Doing material I felt like I could relate to, which was just family and real-life situations. And I remember she had always stuck in my mind as the go-to Asian-American comic. And that's kind of the person who I looked up to in terms of, you know, Asian-American comedians when I grew up. Or the only one I kind of knew of, to be honest. But... No, she was very popular for a long time, network TV and stand-up, and, uh, and uh, yeah, she was very popular. Uh, we're with George Wang, a uh, comedian now. Also, uh, George, I wonder what kind of looks you get from people when you tell them you're a world-famous skateboard coach. How, what, what, what do they do? They actually would be like, oh, I knew it. Like, <laughs> I kind of looked apart. Like, they're like, you look like you don't work in an office. So I'm like, I don't. I skateboard all day. I have tattoos. I, you know, I'm very involved in the way I express myself through skating. And um, I love it, man. I, um, this is something that I never really, I never really saw as something that would become a lucrative career. It just kind of fell, like I said, it was another gift from God. I was just skating with something I always showed up for no matter what. And one day I just started to work with the school. I, I worked for LASD for a year, and I ran an after-school program. But you know how school, school and state is like a strip club in a church. Like, there, it just, uh, it was just two extremes that I couldn't find the school actually allowing us to teach skateboarding the right way. Mm -hmm. So I started my own side business of you know, I took on a few kids' parents, like a few friends' kids at the time. And then when COVID hit, comedy clubs got shut down. And I just started to film these little one-minute vlogs on TikTok. And I would make them funny. Little tutorials of beginning skateboarding with, like, the kids I taught. Like, how do you how to bomb a driveway? Or watch out for cracks, because we all know crack kills, you know. And I made it kind of fun and relatable to other kids. And it went viral. I got 4 million views on one of my videos, and then within like two months, it, I virtually unknown to about 100,000 followers, and from that little moment, I was able to create a full-on career 
uh, skate camp is a waiting list now, and I've been two years in, and it's not even it's not letting up anytime soon. Yeah, you're you're killing it, George. And uh, I mean, skateboarding a growing sport, uh, as we discussed before we went on the uh, Olympics, and Tony Hawk is a is a legend. What are skateboarding parents like, though? I, I, we all know about little league parents and such. But oh, let me tell you, <laughs> it's hilarious. These are the same moms that would ban you from hanging with their children, but now they're on there. They're sitting out there with lawn chairs and a little thermal. Go out there and get a kickflip for mommy. Come on, Timmy, let's see you do a 180 down the ten stair. But it's like, whoa! Like ten years ago, you're like. Those kids smoke pot. Get away from them, you know? Like, it was just kind of like, it's bizarre in the fact that it's so accepted. And especially the Asian community. Like, once you put the Olympics on anything, then all of a sudden the whole perception changes. So, so now, like, I, th I think parents think that their kids have a chance to have their kids be in the Olympics. So look at skating as like, oh, maybe one day he go to the Olympics, do skateboarding, you know? So have, did the Olympics legitimize skateboarding? Is that kind of what happened, George? I think it absolutely did on a global scale. It made it seem like less playful and more like, oh, this is a serious thing because you can win a gold medal in the Olympics. And that changed the game for sure. So a lot of parents that don't care will at least acknowledge that. If I have my kids try that this is an Olympic sport, yeah, here in America, we think we, we invented or we're the best at every sport. But uh, like you said, skateboarding is international and global. Uh, besides the U.S., what are the top countries? Brazil, Japan, uh, China, are those kind of the, the up-and-comers? Number one would be, well, it used to be Brazil. Japan took over. Oh, my God, you got three-year-olds in Japan that look better than Tony Hawk. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. What a, I don't know if they're making them in a lab like they do their cars, but they're producing kids. Every day I'm getting a new feed. Hey, check out this two-year-old. He's doing 540s. Or, you know, it's like, dude, I don't, I don't get it. I do not get it. It's like really, really gnarly. And Japan just figured it out because even the Olympics, they won gold. Their women won gold. You know, like, they pretty much cleaned house. And then now in the, like, littler competition, you know, anything you see coming out of Japan, you're just, like, blown away. Like, the progression out there is insane. And then Brazil, of course. Brazil's always been up there. Mm -hmm. But I would say it's, it's, it's between the U.S., Brazil, and Japan. Those okay. are the top, top three. China's not really making much of a dent. But they do make a lot of skateboards there, that's for sure. I was wondering, of course, and uh, we're wrapping up here with George Wang. And, and uh, George, I'm glad we couldn't get through the segment without you using the word gnarly. So that you, uh, <laughs> so you, 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 hit my, you hit my goal for one use of the word uh, gnarly. What about influencers, social media influencers in skateboarding, George? Uh, are, there, are there skateboarders just trying to get social media hits that aren't really about the competitions? They're more about social media? Uh, yeah, that's really big now. Um, I've noticed the way that skating has changed now is uh, there's a lot of kids out there more in it for the internet fame. And you can see, like, maybe less talented skaters, but, you know, maybe they're more marketable. 
and they'll end up having like a huge following. But a lot of the people who maybe follow them aren't really crazy skateboard fans. So it's easy to kind of go in there and just kind of manipulate and create your own thing now. Mm -hmm. So I see that a lot. You know, I'll see pros that I grew up respecting, like barely any social media, and then some like 13-year-old little girl, just 2.5 million followers, who's got every deal in the book, and it's just, it's crazy, man. It really is the wild, wild west right now, where you can just kind of do your thing. It really is, and like I said, we're wrapping up here with George Wang. And George, for somebody new into skateboarding, what's the number one uh, safety tip you give them? The number one safety tip is don't hit your head. <laughs> and, and if you're starting, yeah, just I would say get a helmet, just just a helmet, just to start, because uh, that's what I require all my kids when they start with me, at least. The helmet is the minimum requirement. Right. But even that, even that changed. You know, me and you growing up, if you if you wore a helmet, you get beat up. What you wearing the helmet because kids saw you look like a wood. I, now it's like these parents have them fully padded, like they're gonna play a hockey game. Yeah, I was really a wuss, George. I wouldn't even get on the skateboard. So. Uh... Uh, so you, you got me beat no matter what, and great to be uh, joined by George Wang this week, and uh, we'll, we'll invite everyone to check out Comedy Invasion 2.0, streaming uh, on Peacock and Tubi, and George, best of luck to you, pleasure to talk to you, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Rick, it's, it's an honor to be on the show. Thanks so much, and we'll be in touch. All right, man.